Hello and welcome to the Chris Cast, the Halloween edition. <coughs> Let's get started with a perfect article for the Halloween edition. The Blob. A Paris Zoo unveils unusual organism which can heal itself and has 720 sexes. This comes from CNN. It says it is bright yellow, can creep along at a speed of up to 4 centimeters per hour, can solve problems even though it doesn't have a brain, and can heal itself if it is cut in two. There is a picture, and it is definitely a blob. It kind of looks like algae. It says, Meet the Blob. An unusual organism which will go on display Saturday at the Paris Zoological Park as a part of a first-of-its-kind exhibition intended to showcase its rare abilities. The slime mold, which is known officially as Viserum polycephalum, or the many-headed slime, is neither a plant, an animal, or a fungus. It doesn't have two sexes, male and female. It has 720, and it can split into two different organisms and then fuse back together according to a press release from the zoological park. The unicellular being is believed to be around a billion years old, but it first came to the public's attention in May 1973 after a Texas woman discovered a rapidly expanding yellow blob growing in her backyard. With its otherworldly extraterrestrial appearance, the blob became a brief media sensation, even picking up a mention in the New York Times. The Texas blob died as quickly as it had appeared, and the world all but forgot about the peculiar slime until new research published in 2016 caused a stir among the science community. The study, published in the journal Proceedings of the Royal Society and co-authored by Audrey Dusator, a biologist at France's National Center for Scientific Research, showed that Physerum polycyphilum could learn to ignore noxious substances and remember that behavior up to a year later. Definitely sounds kind of interesting. But as we're across the pond, so to speak, another story from across the pond. Chick-fil-A's first UK restaurant told to cluck off will close after protests over LGBT rights. The UK's first and only Chick-fil-A restaurant will close. It was announced Friday, just eight days after it opened in Reading, South England. This comes from Newsweek. LGBT plus groups express concerns about Chick-fil-A's views on LGBT plus rights and the company's donations to perceived anti-LGBT plus organizations. The Oracle shopping mall said it would not renew Chick-fil-A's six-month lease, telling the BBC it's the, quote, right thing to do. We always look, back, we always look to introduce new concepts for our customers. However, we have decided on this occasion that the thing that the right thing to do is to only allow Chick-fil-A to trade with us for the initial six-month pilot period and not to extend the lease any further, an Oracle spokesperson told the BBC. LGBT plus rights groups in Reading, including the organizers of, of Reading Pride, have been critical of the new Chick-fil-A branch in recent weeks. A planned protest on Saturday will go ahead. The chain's ethos and moral stance towards LGBTQ people goes completely against our values and that of the UK, Reading Pride tweeted earlier this week. Reading Pride 
said its concerns about Chick-fil-A's position on LGBT plus views included comments made by the company's CEO, Dan Cathy, in 2012 opposing same-sex marriage. In an interview with the Biblical Recorder, Cathy said, We are very much supportive of the family, the biblical definition of the family unit. We are, fam we are a family-owned business, a family-led business, and we are married to our first wives, as my article has jumped on me. I apologize. Sorry about that. The, the quote from Kathy was, We are very much supportive of the family, the bi biblical definition of the family unit. We are a family-owned business, a family-led business, and we are married to our first wives. We give God thanks for that. We want to do anything we possibly can to strengthen families. But apparently, they don't understand that LGBTQ people are also part of families and need to be treated as such. It really burns me that people consider anything less than family when you come to LGBTQ issues. Just because they're not traditional does not make them any less a family member. But on to happier news. CNN also this week reported the Antarctic ozone hole is the smallest since it was discovered. This is by Ashley Strickland on CNN. It says, while the ozone hole over Antarctica typically grows in September and October, scientists observed the smallest ozone hole since they first began observing it in 1982, according to a joint release by NASA and NOAA. Unusual weather patterns in the upper atmosphere limited depletion of ozone, the layer in our atmosphere that acts like sunscreen and protects us from ultraviolet radiation. On September 8th, the ozone hole reached a peak of 6.3 million square miles and then shrank to less than 3.9 million square miles, according to the report. Usually, the hole would grow to reach 8 million square miles. It's great news for ozone in the southern hemisphere, said Paul Newman, chief scientist for Earth Sciences at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, but it's important to recognize that what we're seeing this year is due to warmer stratospheric temperatures it's not a sign that atmospheric ozone is suddenly on a fast track to recovery. So, good news that the ozone hole is depleting. Bad news in that we're not out of the woods. Of course, we must all continue to do our part for the Earth. Pizza Hut this week is testing out a plant-based meat topping called Incognito. This comes from BusinessInsider.com. It says, Pizza Hut is testing a new plant-based, quote, meat topping on Wednesday at a location in Phoenix, Arizona. Incognito is a new plant-based, quote, meat alternative from Kellogg-owned Morningstar Farms, and it will appear on the Garden Specialty Pizza, which is also topped with onions, mushrooms, and banana peppers. The new plant-based meat topping will only be available for one day at one specific location in Phoenix. Garden Specialty Pizzas with Incognito will be sold for $10 in-store while supplies last. Garden Specialty Pizzas will be sold in new stackable and compostable round pizza boxes made by Zoom, a food technology startup. I was hoping to find an article detailing how the sales went, but as I record this, there is no information available. Now, for all you streamers... If you have been cautious about Disney and you have Verizon, here's a fantastic offer for you. 
Verizon is offering its customers a free year of Disney's upcoming streaming service, Disney+. Plus. This also comes from BusinessInsider.com. It says, Verizon is offering its customers a free year of Disney's upcoming streaming service, Disney+. Plus. The offer is available to new and existing Verizon Wireless Unlimited customers, new Fios Home Internet customers, and new 5G Home Internet customers. Those who pre-ordered Disney Plus will also be eligible, and their pre-ordered subscription will be paused for the free year. Disney Plus launches on November 12th for $7 a month or $70 a year. Also, if you recall, I told you back around Labor Day, they had an offer where you could get three years for under $4 a month. I did subscribe. I'm not a Verizon user, so this deal won't help me. But if you are a Verizon user, definitely try and take advantage of the free year of Disney+. Plus. If you're using Verizon, what have you got to lose? Well, that's it for my news this week. I shall return with some reviews and some holiday or Halloween ideas for you to view. Stay tuned, everybody. of you looking for something to watch many of the streaming sites have 21 Jump Street for free I believe the Roku channel I know Pluto TV shows it um, I think Vidmark has it Tubi TV I believe runs 21 Jump Street Amazon may have episodes on there as well but there was an episode called Old Haunts in a New Age. You might want to check that out for Halloween. 911 has had an episode in 2018 called Haunted and this year called Monsters. Chips. It airs on MeTV. You might be able to catch Trick or Trick from 1978 and Rock Devil Rock from 1982. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Dark Angel. I don't know of anywhere that it's airing, but you've got the episode Boo from 2001. Freddy's Nightmares. A great series that you could watch for Halloween. Specifically Halloween-oriented episode called Freddy's Tricks and Treats from 1988. Another one, Friday the 13th, the series. Again, the whole series would be good to watch. There is one episode called Halloween from 1987. Medium. If you want something that's a little less creepy, a little less scary, there's a, a, you have Patricia Arquette starring as a medium who can talk to the ghosts and help solve crimes. 
Millennium from the producers of The X-Files. Of course, The X-Files, a great creepy series to watch with many episodes, none specifically Halloween. But of course, there was the vampire episode in, I believe, season four that had Luke Wilson in it. Check that one out. The Pretender, Back from the Dead Again, from 1997. Uh, The whole series of American Horror Story, specific episodes. The Murder House had Halloween, episodes 4 and 5 of season 1. Asylum had Tricks and Treats, season 2, episode 2. Coven had one called Fearful Pranks and Sue, that was season 3, episode 4. Freak Show had Edward Mordrake, Season 4 over Episodes 3 and 4. Devil's Night in the American Horror Story Hotel, that was Season 5, Episode 4. Roanoke had the Episode Chapter 7, Season 6, Episode 7. And it looks like next week's episode of American Horror Story 1984 will be a Halloween-themed episode. You've got Charmed... Both the original and the reboot series, or the remake series. The original had All Hallowell's Eve in 2000 and Kill Billy Volume 1 in 2005. The new series had Sweet Tooth last year and has Careful What You Witch For this year. Some of these I've already gone over. Uh, Supernatural had Monster Movie 2008, It's the Great Pumpkin Sam Winchester 2008, and Mint Condition in 2018, not to mention the Scooby Natural episode, and Scooby-Doo, another series great for watching for Halloween. I've been going back through it. Scream the series has many Halloween-related episodes, the pilot the Dance and Revelations in 2015, Halloween and Halloween 2 in 2019 or 2016, sorry, The Dead Fast Club and The Man Behind the Mask in 2019. Uh, in comedies, you have Alf, which is on many free streams. The episode Some Enchanted Evening. Of course, you had Beavis and Butthead, the episode Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest, which was also known as Buttoween from 1995. Vincent, the Stranger from 1985. Uh, Dennis the Menace, many places to stream this one free as well, including Shout Factory TV, the episode Haunted House from 1961, Sybil, another multiple location free stream the episode Halloween from 1997 Empty Nest It's Not Easy Being Green from 1992 a show that was made from the same producers as the Golden Girls unfortunately I don't think the Golden Girls ever had a Halloween episode Futurama The Honking Season 3 Episode 1 and Murder on the Planet Express, Season 7, Episode 24. Uh, The Jeffersons, Now You See It, Now You Don't, from 1979. 
Kate and Allie, Halloween 2 from 1986. The Munsters, the complete series, but of course the Munster Masquerade in 1964. My Name is Earl, Little Bad Voodoo Brother from 2008, Season 4, Episode 8. Bewitched is a series that you could watch for Halloween. The Adams Family, another series you could watch all of Halloween. Specific episodes Halloween with the Adams Family from 1964, Halloween Adams Style, 1965, and then there was a reunion movie, Halloween with the New Adams Family, in 1977. I believe that is available on YouTube. It was at one point, I do know. American Dad, Best Little Horror House in Langley Falls, Season 7, Episode 3. Also, Poltergasm, Season 9, Episode 2. The Beverly Hillbillies had Trick or Treat in 1962 and Ghost of Clampett Castle in 1968. Uh, The Cleveland Show, It's the Great Pancake Cleveland Brown in 2010, Nightmare on Grace Street in 2011, and Escape from Goochland in 2012. Dave's World. Lobster Envy in 1994 and A Very Berry Pumpkin Show in 1996. It was a fantastic series. Had Shadow Stevens and starred Harry Anderson as the title character. Ellen. Trick or Treat Who Cares in 1995 and The Bubblegum Incident in 1996. That was Ellen's original sitcom. Started out as These Friends of Mine. Was in the second season renamed to Ellen. Family Guy, Halloween on Spooner Street, that was 2010, Quagmire's Quagmire in 2013, and Peter Normal Activity in 2015, Gilligan's Island, Ghost to Go-Go in 1966, Up at Bat in 1966 as well, Growing Pains, Fool for Love in 1988, and Happy Halloween Parts 1 and 2 in 1990. Happy Days, Haunted in 1974, Fonselectomy in 1977, and The Evil Eye in 1978. Uh, Life with Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt's TV series. Way underrated, way too short-lived. It was on ABC. I don't know if it will ever see the light of day again, but that show was hilarious. It was, to me, it was a show spun right out of the film Return to Me, and if you haven't seen Return to Me, I highly suggest it. The episodes were A Day in the Life in 2002 and The Merry Old Land of Oz in 2003. Living Single, Trick or Trust in 1994, and I've Got You Under My Skin in 1996. Uh, Night Court, we mentioned Harry Anderson earlier. Night Court had Halloween 2 in 1985, Halloween 2 The Return of Leon in 1986, Safe in 1987, Come Back to the Five and Dime, Stephen King, Stephen King in 1989, and Death Takes a Halloween in 1990. Roseanne, of course, has had many Halloween episodes, and they were always fun to watch. Unfortunately, Roseanne has had a 
bit of a time with her comments and lost the show. But on Roseanne, you had Boo in 1989, Trick or Treat in 1990, Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down in 1991, Halloween 4 in 1992, Halloween 5, 1993, Skeleton in the Closet, 1994, Halloween the Final Chapter in 1995, Satan Darling in 1996, which also saw the cast of Absolutely Fabulous in it. Then The Connors, when it came back, There Won't Be Blood was 2018, and Nightmare on Lunchbox Street is this year's episode. You'd be filled if you did not mention The Treehouse of Horror. There have been 30 episodes as of this year with the season 31's Treehouse of Horror 30. And of course, when Disney Plus launches next month, they will all be there. Speechless got three seasons. Unfortunately, it didn't get more. It was a mini-driver sitcom. The (coughs) Halloween episodes were H.A.L. Halloween in 2016. N.I. Nightmares on D.I. DeMeo S. Street in 2017, I.N. Into the W.O. Woods in 2018, and if you don't understand those titles, watching the episode, you will quickly figure it out. That 70s show, Halloween Season 2, Episode 5, and Too Old to Trick or Treat, Too Young to Die, Season 3, Episode 4. Will and Grace, Boo Humbug, Season 1, Episode 5, back in 1998, and It's the Gay Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Season 5, Episode 5, back in 2002. Finally, I'm going to discuss two episodes of Facts of Life. The first one is simply called Halloween, and the description from the DVD box set says, Halloween hysteria sets in when a customer mysteriously disappears and the girls fear that Mrs. Garrett may have ground him into her famous homemade bratwurst. The second one, not exactly a Halloween episode, but it is perfect to watch for Halloween. It's called Seven Little Indians. And I failed to mention that Halloween was, I believe, season five. Let me flip back to it. Yes, Season 5. It was Disc 1 of Season 5. Disc 2 of Season 8 gives us Seven Little Indians. The description. In a parody of The Twilight Zone, one by one, each member of the show is murdered until only Tootie remains, along with the killer. And that episode is most notable for the Rod Serling-type host saying, Tootie. I just like to say the name. Tootie. But those are some ideas for shows to watch. Like I said, many of them are streaming. Some of them you will not be able to find any longer. Some of them are available only on DVD. Some of them you can rent, you can buy from digital streams. But like I said, many of them are actually free if you know where to look. But moving on, we'll actually do some movie reviews this week because... You know, that's what the show is all about. First off, Homicidal. Homicidal is a B-film from director William Castle. 
I have it on the William Castle Horror Collection DVD set, and it's five films from The Master of Fright. It includes the original 13 Ghosts, 13 Frightened Girls, Mr. Sardonicus, Homicidal, and The Old Dark House. <clears throat> 13 Ghosts was originally uh, I'm not sure exactly what the the style was, but it was the, the gimmick films, and you had to wear special glasses so you could see the ghosts on the screen. Homicidal, however, I really enjoy it. I think it's a great film. It is a B-movie, and the acting is not the best. We'll put it that way. Some of it the acting is so over the top that it is hilarious, but it works for the film as well. Obviously, the title character is homicidal, so there is a bit of insanity there, and some of the insanity that she shows with her acting just enhances it. But Homicidal starts out with an intro from William Castle, then it goes to showing a girl playing with a doll, then a little boy takes the doll from her. It skips from there to present day. We see a lady walking down the street, window shopping. She goes into a hotel and checks in, gives her name as Miriam Webster. Webster. After going to her room, she offers the bellboy $2,000 to marry her on September 6th, which would be the next day and have it annulled immediately after. She insists on a certain justice of the peace, and that's where the mystery of this film builds, and I don't want to give away anything more. There are murders in this film. It is from 1961, so there's nothing graphic. And like I said, it is campy. The... The Justice of the Peace, his wife, she is so over the top that her hysteria that she is portraying is just, um, I loved it. It it put a smile on my face is what I'll tell you. Check it out though. As far as films go, it's not the greatest film ever made, but I would definitely give it... I'd say a 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it that much. And after I gave it the rating, I went to Bing and searched it. And now I'm very shocked at the ratings that it's got. IMDb gave it a 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes actually gave it a 78%. shocks me that Rotten Tomatoes scored it so high. It says, The brutal stabbing murder of a justice of the peace... Uh, this is my screen scrolled again. I hate that. The brutal stabbing murder of a justice of the peace sparks an investigation of dark family secrets in a sleepy small town in Southern California. So it gives away a little bit there, but you definitely, definitely need to check it out for Halloween. I know that it is available to rent. I could not find anywhere that it was free to view. 
but if you get the chance, definitely check it out. Now I'm on to a special review. This one, when I first watched this film, I hated it, I gotta admit. A friend and I watched it at the theater. We were the only two in the room. Nobody else was there to watch the film. And it was my friend Keith. And I really, really wish you were here to review this film with me, Keith. Because you'd probably be surprised at some of the things I have to say. Um, it stars Wes Bentley and Rachel Nichols. Wes Bentley, of course, known for American Beauty. He was in The Hunger Games, Interstellar. He was in, I believe, Ghost Rider. He was in the American Horror Story, which I mentioned earlier for Halloween movies. Um, looking through his list here on IMDb to see if there's anything else that just pops out at me. And I'm just not seeing anything. Jonah Hex, uh, the first Ghost Rider. The Four Feathers, I know, was fairly popular. Soul Survivors, that was actually a pretty decent film. I'd forgotten that he was in. And then Rachel Nichols. It has her known for G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, the Amityville Horror remake. She played Lisa. Uh, Continuum from TV and Star Trek. She is in Titans, which I did not realize. She is Angela Azarath on there. She was in the Taken TV series episode All About Eve. Uh, the Librarians, she was on four different episodes it looks like. Uh, Criminal Minds, she had 13 episodes. Alex Cross, she was in. She was in 17 episodes of Alias. She was in an episode of Sex in the City as well. But this film, my notes here, it starts off with Santa Baby playing, as sung by Eartha Kitt, as the camera scrolls through the parking lot, ending on someone busting out of the car trunk. That will come back at the end and later on in the film. Then it cuts to a woman in the office which is Rachel Nichols, as she's getting ready to leave for Christmas. She goes to the parking garage, and her car won't start. She calls a cab, but she can't get out. Oh, wait, I'm skipping ahead. The, the security guard comes along, tries to help her jumpstart the car, thinking the battery might be dead. It still won't start. She goes back in, calls for a cab, and when the cab gets there, she tries to go out the doors, the doors are locked, she can't get them open, and there's nobody around to help her. She goes to the parking garage trying to get out through there, and again the gate's closed. The lights, and because she can't get there, the cab leaves. The lights go out in the parking garage, and the security guard grabs her from behind. I wrote down here, slow pace, poor dialogue, which I still agree. The acting was good. I'm not going to fault the acting. They did a fine job. It's the script that had the problem. 
he has her call her sister to let her know that she's not going to be coming home and making up a reason. That storyline never gets resolved. We don't know what happened with her sister and her mother and her nieces and nephews that might be there. They never resolved that. There was a co-worker or somebody who worked in the building named Carl that she was going down the elevator with. The security guard played by Wes Bentley has knocked him out. They never resolved Carl. It's like, do we just assume that Carl is fine because she caught the security guard at the end? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm giving away all the movie, but trust me, you're not missing anything on this one. Um, it is free to watch on Hulu with a subscription. But I, I just would not suggest watching it. I'm looking up the reviews now. IMDB gave it a 5.9 out of 10. That is extremely gracious for it. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a better score than I would have given it. They gave it a 33%. Metacritic gave it a 37. I would probably go about a 3 out of 10. So it's a little less than Rotten Tomatoes scored. And Rotten Tomatoes has some terrible scores on some great movies. Keith, man, I wish you were here to review this movie with me. And if anybody else ever wants to help me review a film, please let me know. I'd be glad to meet somebody and have a co-host one week. But again, P2, if you want to torture yourself, go to Hulu and watch it. I just would not suggest it. You can watch it for Halloween. You can watch it for Christmas. You can watch it for any time. But it's not a great film. But that's it for the Halloween edition. And I will be back next week. My episode will broadcast on Halloween. But by the time it gets aired, you probably will be all done with the Halloween. So I will be reviewing in the next month Thanksgiving, a perfect film for Thanksgiving where it has a murderous turkey. That's right, you heard me. But until next week, so long everybody.